0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. Making his way to the rig, your host of the Turnbull.
1: And hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Danine, and this is the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling joint pay-per-view event, The Forbidden Door. It'll be taking place tonight, Sunday, June 26th, live in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center. Very exciting card we have here. We have 12 matches, nine matches on the main card, three on the pre-show. Six of those matches are title matches. So we're going to get to everything here, going to give you my predictions for who I have, obviously, coming out as the, the winner here. And once again, back-to-back weeks with me, I have the associate joining us for this predictions episode. What's going on, brother?
0: Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me again.
1: Uh, welcome back, man. You excited for this pay-per-view or what? I know you're a big AEW guy. You've you've been for quite some time before AEW even came about You've been a big New Japan pro wrestling fan, the days of a Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, the Bullet Club, and and so on and so forth, Okada. So are you are you really excited? Is this like a dream event for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, getting to see anytime you get to see, you know, the world's best talents go up, you know, face to face against each other, it's always, it's always gonna be, you know, a great entertainment value. Um, you know, with New Japan, how their style very very, you know, very differently from the AEW. I think it's going to be a very good show.
1: Now, this is going to be a great show. Don't get me wrong. At least from the AEW side of things, going into the show without a CM Punk, an MJF, a Kenny Omega, a Brian Danielson, uh, Brian Danielson, which we officially found out this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, telling us he will not be going up against Zack Saber Jr. Uh, tonight. However, he does have an, a, a replacement that he will announce or better yet that will appear at tonight's show in Chicago. Um we'll we'll get to who that opponent might be. I know we both have our ideas of who that might be. Um but, you know, still a very good card on both sides. Um are you surprised that it's still a pretty stacked beefed up card without the names that I mentioned?
0: Yeah, for sure. We you know, um it's it's a little bit disappointing, though. you know, it's unfortunate I should say that that so many of those heavy hitters are not going to be available for this card. Um, But what Tony Khan has stated um, a while back is that he would like to make this, you know, a yearly tradition. So, you know, we have our fingers crossed. We'll we'll, at some point we'll be able to get to see um, even bigger dream matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so with that being said, regardless, this, this, this pay-per-view should still, you know, be great on paper and, and great to
1: watch. Without question. Now, early Friday, this was obviously before Rampage and all that, uh, we found out that AEW President Tony Khan uh, promised more matches would be added to this Forbidden Door card. Now, this is, I believe, when there's only nine or ten matches at the time. uh, That will be on the buy-in pre-show for the Forbidden Door. So, like I mentioned, I think right now it stands as three pre-show matches, which I think is pretty suitable. Me and you, uh, last month, watched AEW Double or Nothing together we had a great time watching it we thought it was solid but by match 10 11 we were both kind of yawning uh on the couch knocking out great show it was nothing against them it was just getting to the point where we knew we had three uh three matches still and they were going to be lengthy and they were important but we were kind of nodding off but would you say that this is okay especially being that it's a joint branded pay-per-view that okay we are getting 12. three are pre-show and nine are main cards. So it's still less than double digits on the main card. Are you okay with this? Is it, is it just perfect to you?
0: To be honest, I'm going to say it's not perfect. I, I would like to see two less matches on the main card. I think three matches for the pre-show is a good, is probably, probably maybe like the perfect amount. Sometimes mm-hmm. two matches doesn't feel enough. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with the three pre-show matches.
1: So you like sticking with that ten total then? Yeah, not, yeah okay, for sure. That's anything fair.
0: more? Than, anything more than ten? And you know, for for those people who who are night owls, it, I'm sure it's great for them. But for other people who like start to get tired, us oldies or, or people who are too young, <laughs> yeah, you you really start to feel it by match ten, where you're just like, man, it, nothing against them, but it's like I'm ready, I'm ready to split, I'm ready to go to bed, you know.
1: Right. And I'll be honest, you know, I do consider myself a night owl, much more so than I am a morning person. But even that being said, when you're watching so much content, so much wrestling back to back to back, it's a lot. Even if you are someone who likes to be up in the wee hours of the morning, um, enough is enough, right? Um, Condensed cards. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I'm okay with it, but I wouldn't add not a single match more. Because, you know what, if I miss the pre-show, like, let's go into it with the mindset that we're not watching the pre-show. I know me and you both will watch the buy-in uh, most yeah. likely, but say we totally bypass that. Then we have the nine matches and it's kind of like, whatever, then it's still under 10, right? So it all depends. We know most of the important matches will be on that main card. Although there is some good storytelling, we know will be on the pre-show, especially when it, in regards to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. So the two of them will be on the buy-in, uh, even though they've had ongoing differences, they'll go up against New Japan Pro Wrestling's a team of El Desperado, and you're gonna have to help me, like I said, with a lot of these names from New Japan Pro Wrestling. But it is Yoshi Nobu Kanamaro. Did I did I butcher that too uh, too much? Good enough. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the teacher I, I, will
0: give you credit for that.
1: <laughs> I'm familiar with Desperado. Are you familiar with the with the other one?
0: Um, no. To be honest, I'm not that familiar with his work.
1: Okay, all right. And so you know, we have that match on the buy-in, and also we have uh, from Freehold, New Jersey here, Q uh, T Marshall. And, and Aaron Solo going up against uh, a team from New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course. Haruki uh, uh, Goto and Yoshihashi. Is that- yeah, Haruki Hiroki Goto. Hiroki Goto. Okay. Yeah. Goto Goto. Tomato Tomato. Yeah. Um, now, do you know much about these two? Because I don't.
0: Uh, I know I- I'm definitely familiar with Haruki. H- you know, he- he's definitely a more physical wrestler. Okay. Uh, very very much that that uh japanese strong style um
1: i i don't want to give away my answer for for
0: for said match yet. okay but that's
1: fine we'll get to all of them but you are my go-to specialist no pun intended go to go to goatee <laughs> whatever the name is um i know you're familiar with a lot of the new japan pro wrestling uh once upon a time and maybe even present day more much more so than me i only really go over wwe AEW, but i try to stay in the know um with that as well so those are two matches that were just announced. Also, AEW announced a stipulation for Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston's trios match at Forbidden Door. The winning team gets the uh, the man advantage next week at Blood and Guts, which is Wednesday, June 29th. So, uh, a lot riding on that one there. Yeah. So, before we get to this 12 match card, three of which are the buy the buy-in pre-show. Uh, anything you would like to say in regards to the Forbidden Door? that you're looking forward to that may not, uh, be a match that's scheduled. Is it a surprise, uh, a, a debut a return?
0: Right. Um, for me, uh, I'm thinking maybe we get a surprise in there, you know, off the top of my mind, this is kind of a, a 50, where, where maybe Omega does show his face, you know? Um, you know, you know, it, it's like a prelude to something where he wants to have a feud with, um, some specific wrestler. I I can't say who
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that
0: that's the only one that really comes to mind.
1: Okay. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Even if he's yeah. not quite ready to go just yet, maybe it could be, uh, like you said, a year from now, even if it's new Japan's next, uh, AEW new Japan's next forbidden door next June. Um, it could say, Hey, remember that face to face confrontation they had, or, he called him out from backstage or even on the Tron something like that
0: yes maybe
1: a zoom call from his uh home or wherever he lives uh (laughs) just calling someone out right yeah so it doesn't necessarily even need to be in Chicago tonight all right I I really don't have anything as far as surprises debuts returns and stuff like that so let's jump right into the uh to the buy-in so again we have QT Marshall and Aaron Solo going up against I'll let you pronounce the names here on the, new, on the New Japan side of things. That's all right. Uh, sorry, for what? It was... Uh, so Marshall and... Uh, Aaron, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo going up against the duo of...
0: Uh, so it's going to be... Uh, the, I guess their tag nodders are the... Bushimon It's going to be Hiroku Goto uh, and then uh, Yoshi, okay. Hashi.
1: Okay, who, who do you have winning this one?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, New Japan on this one. So I'm going to go Hiroku Goto and yoshihashi for this one
1: okay i'm with you there i also i'm gonna go with them even though i'm unfamiliar with their work i do think they just threw the uh do they still call themselves the factory qt marshall and company yeah they um, they
0: because uh, initially they, they dropped the nightmare you know the whole cody situation yeah. so uh night no longer the nightmare factory just the the factory
1: okay the factory okay so the factory yeah, I think they're going to take the loss, and you know they got on the card in some capacity, but I, I do think that uh, they give New Japan Pro Wrestling a win right there. All right, second match here, we got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, there may be some trouble in paradise ever since Swerve Strickland eliminated Keith Lee uh, two or three weeks ago in that battle royale to be the uh, number one contender against Jon Moxley for a shot potentially at that AEW World Championship. Um, so it's it seemed to be all good and well on behalf of Swerve strickland him being the one who eliminated keith lee it's it's rubbed keith lee the wrong way the last couple weeks you could still see in the backstage segments he still feels some type of way even though he's trying to be the bigger person um so we got lee and strickland going up against el desperado and again i'm letting you say these names because (laughs) it's alphabet soup here man i i know it will roll off the tongue a lot easier for you some of these names um so so who's desperado teaming up with here uh
0: yoshinobu Mm-hmm. uh kind
1: maru all right you said it who do you got here
0: i actually have um i'm gonna give this one to swerve in our glory that's their their given tag team name Swerve mm-hmm. strickland and keith lee even, okay even though i think um i don't think it's gonna completely solve their you know their tag their their tag team you know dysfunction right. uh, i think at the end of the, at the end of the the night you know they're gonna be able to, to uh get this victory
1: all right, I think that's a fair take and uh, you know, not to continue to be on the bandwagon of uh, the associate here, but I'm two for two with him here. I got to go with uh Lee and Swerve Strickland as well. I do think that even though they have their differences on AEW television week after week, the last couple of weeks, I do think they'll allow that to play out once it gets back to Dynamite or Rampage, but I think here on this given night, this one night yeah. only, I do think that um that based on the um caliber of both of these men as well storyline aside i think they're going to give keith lee and swerve strickland the due respect and a tag team victory and then hey if they fall apart next week so be it but on this very night they get the win yeah all right so the third and final match that should be on the buy-in the pre-show is the gun club uh billy colton and austin gunn and max Caster going up against the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo team of the DKC, Kevin Knight, Alex Coughlin, and Yuya Yumura. I almost made yeah. it through all the names. Is that That's about right. Yeah, Yamura. All right, not bad. Who do you got here?
0: Uh, I initially struggled with this one. At first, it's a little bit embarrassing, but, I, you know, I, I kind of weigh the pros and the cons of, like, do, do they want to go the route of, um, you know, elevating you know said said heel faction or do they want to kind of give the throw the win over to new japan uh you know to make them look good in this in this case uh, i actually went with giving the victory to the heels you know giving it to uh the gun club and max caster
1: okay i am going to this is where we'll have to differ here i'm going to go with the dojo team all right yeah 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 i think new japan and company um i think they get the victory here and by the way people i want to let you know i know the associate is well aware we spoke of this before we got on here for only the second time possibly ever but definitely the second time in 2022 i am flying by the seam of my pants here usually i am very particular having my predictions done all before i obviously do the podcast things have just been crazy in a very good way in in my life um but very busy and i really haven't had time to sit down and go through this card top to bottom especially all the recent matches they added on the buy-in so i as we go through here i am literally picking and deciding who i think is going to win we'll see how it goes i did pretty good a couple months ago when i did that with nxt i don't know if if i'm gonna get so lucky this time around (laughs) too uh with double the amount of matches but i gotta go with the dojo uh for the win so that that should pretty much be the the preview right the kickoff
0: yeah 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 the only reason i was uh i was gonna get the victory to to gun club is just because i thought maybe there's a possibility of i know that anthony bowens is injured um Mm. but that doesn't mean you know it would stop them from cheating maybe anthony bowens has a weapon hidden uh on his wheelchair or something you know max (sighs) cash comes out of the ring maybe you know unexpectedly takes you know pulls it out from you know behind his back and uses said object, weapon whatever and they're able to steal the victory Uh, that's what i was just kind of envisioning
1: maybe he pulls out some kind of inspector gadget go-go gadget wheelchair and (laughs) it throws out some kind of uh i don't know what and 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 bops them in the head and and they win hey maybe i could see it they're definitely the sneaky heel club uh that could get the job done in some way um again i don't know a lot about the dojo team i don't know if they're more of a face unit are they more heels than faces is it both what do we got here as well, far as
0: i i'm gonna say that they're i think i'm gonna say they're along the lines of the face just because what i was reading is that they are uh, you know uh new japan has a system where they have like their they're kind of like lower tier wrestlers mm-hmm. the the what they call the young lions
1: okay and that's um, they're in the dojo
0: right yeah so so they're you can call, you can basically think of them as rookies, like baby uh, faces
1: a, by nature, right? Yeah, they're not really yeah. coming into their own yet.
0: Yeah, some something to note that if people aren't familiar with New Japan's work is that normally the way to differentiate a rookie within New Japan is like they're most notably they'll like uh usually wear uh for the most part like black trunks with like no with no trademarks on it whatsoever. So like that's that's a giveaway for like, okay, this person is most likely a rookie.
1: Okay. Hey, that's that's actually very informative and good to know. Uh, it make, kind of makes me think twice about my pick, um, and I would see why the Gun Club would win because they are um, more veteran savvy. I mean, Billy yeah. Gunn, uh, Billy Gunn to himself. I mean, God, he's in the yeah. WWE Hall of Fame with DX and company, and um, I know his sons are still relatively younger, and so is a Max Caster. But comparatively speaking, to this Dojo crew that were wet behind the ears and aren't really established yet fully right getting dark matches Mm -hmm. and stuff i know i think on rampage the other day uh actually just the other night right didn't uh the dkc go up against hook in a losing effort yeah i think and that was the first time i had heard of him and obviously they threw him on there with uh everybody you know making their way to chicago tonight so uh okay very interesting good to know um let's head to the main card right now where i want you to open up here and tell us some news regarding what was initially scheduled to be an eight man tag match. Dudes with attitudes that being Sting, Darby Allen, Hiromu Takashi, and Shingo. Boy, these names are getting better and better. Taka- <laughs> Takagai, uh, Takagi, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I kind of like guy, That sounds like Takagi. Takagi, man, you know what? D- don't correct me because it sound they don't know for the most part. Then you say it and it sounds yeah, horrible. It's all right. No, I'm just kidding. It's all good. They're supposed to go up. Well, they still are going up against the Bullet Club here. Um, or, or so it was said that they're going up against the Young Bucks and El Phantasmo and I'm going to let you say that last name. Uh, Haku's son. Uh, Hikaleo. Hikaleo. Um, what is the update on this match? Who's in? Who's out? What's what's going on here?
0: All right. Yeah. So uh, we got we got some breaking news that, uh, unfortunately, Hiromi wasn't able to make the travel over to America uh, mm-hmm. to compete at Forbidden Door. Uh, he has a fever. Uh, so, you know, there are restrictions still placed in many areas throughout the world. Uh, this is one of those things where we're, I'm not 100% sure to confirm what type of fever he has. They don't better, know if he
1: has like coronavirus or nothing like that. And maybe right. it's uh, better
0: to be safe than sorry. So this is going to be one where he's just going to have to sit out. Unfortunately.
1: Now on behalf of that, who has to sit out on the other side, the heel team who has to sit on the, on there. Yeah.
0: So I guess they make the decision to keep uh, elf phantasma in the match. Um, he is uh, a little bit more of that cruiserweight, uh, you know, uh, like flying style in in the ring, um so that's right. gonna be a very good show, so they unfortunately had to remove hikaleo who was like um you know more of a brute kind of like you know uh I, I, like the best example I could give would maybe be like a, like a undertaker Kane style you know
1: right right i've seen uh i've seen i'm not gonna say his name because i' i'll jack it up <laughs> i've seen him wrestle numerous times within the past year. Whether it was AEW, uh, a few appearances there, or even on Impact when I, I watched there in the fall or last summer saw so him show up there, obviously with the Jay White and um, Chris Bay and all them. So okay, very interesting. Who do you got in this uh, opening match of the main card?
0: I actually went with the supposed given name, but they gave this this group dudes with attitudes. Uh, not one hundred percent sure why they went with that, but. <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So the group being Darby Allin, Sting and uh Shingo Takagi, um, uh, I'm gonna give the victory to to them. So that would have kind of uh well, I was gonna say victory to New Japan, but each team has a New Japan each member. Team,
1: yeah, right. So dudes with dudes you have getting the win here. Now, did your did your pick change uh since the news or did you have them regardless?
0: Uh, it, I had them regardless. You
1: yeah. had them regardless? Okay. Um, now, as I said prior, um, I'm as we go here, I'm picking as well, as honestly as I feel. And I'm having a tough time here. Um, I want to say the Bucks and company, but I'm looking at Sting, and Sting keeps sticking out here, uh, yeah. being the household name that he is. I'm not saying they're going to give Sting all these deserved wins, being that he's 62 and still getting out there on the wrestling ring, but also I feel like they may give him that, the victory in this kind of a big match you know big big pay-per-view rather right um and it you know the bucks losing this it's really nothing to them although they are the new two-time aew world tag team champions so but again it's also not uh, just a simple tag team match so yeah. it's really no sweat off their back if they do lose
0: yeah for me if it uh, sorry i know you're just trying to make a decision
1: no go yeah i need more
0: time for, for, <laughs> go for, for me if it was yeah. like a two on two I would have given it to the Bucks, but because it's a trios tag match, mm-hmm. like you were kind of alluding to before, uh, the Bucks don't necessarily have to win this. It's not going to jeopardize... Um, it means nothing to <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. The chances of being champions, because they are champions, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the real deal uh, breaker here is the fact that um, Sting is in this match. If it wasn't Sting, I would probably err on the side of picking the Bucks... Um, mm-hmm. But again, the Bucks losing this means nothing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you, and I'm going with dudes with attitudes for the win. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So uh, match number five. This was the one that has the new stipulation where whoever uh, whichever team is to win this trio's match, whether it be a uh, Eddie Kingston or B, uh, Chris Jericho, as I'm wearing here on my t-shirt that Kevin uh, actually bought for me four years ago. Right? I think this was oh, yeah. the uh, was this right before the All In pay-per-view. He came mm-hmm. over and brought over this gem of a T-shirt. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So, uh, whoever wins this match, they get to pick the was it the stipulation going into Blood and Guts this Wednesday, or mm-hmm. um, or something like that?
0: Yeah, well, well, I believe it says uh, the this, winning team yeah, receives a, um, a one man advantage.
1: Okay, so, uh, yeah. right, man advantage. Okay, and a stipulation. So, um, hey, there, there's a lot riding on this match. Clearly. So uh, we got Eddie Kingston, uh, Wheeler Yuda, and Shata, Shota Yamino.
0: Yeah, Shota. Yeah.
1: Shota Yamino, going up against, of course, The Wizard, as he reminds us uh, rather frequently, Chris Jericho, Sammy <laughs> Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, who is an absolute yeah. nut. I remember the first time I saw uh, Minoru Suzuki, because, again, not super familiar uh, New Japan and, and Japan wrestling in general. So when I saw him last year when he went face-to-face with Moxley, I think, right? When he first came on mm-hmm. AEW, that was All Out, I think. Um, I thought he actually had, like, something going on with his head. He he actually gets his hair cut like that, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he actually yeah. gets, like, these certain lines or squiggly lines in his head. I thought he maybe had, a, you know, a hair condition. Maybe he was getting, uh, I don't know, uh implant. I didn't know. Not breast <laughs> implants, but, you know, the hair. Uh, uh, yeah. No hair plugins, no yeah, hair man, plug-ins. Ins, Right. <laughs> Manuro Suzuki, <laughs> I was spreading rumors. Manuro Suzuki is coming out with breast implants. No, he got a. am here, cut off. No more coffee. Um, anyway, I th- again. Come to find out, he actually gets his hair cut like that. Now I don't know if his barber is uh, one Stevie Wonder. I'm not sure. It is very. The, I am warming up to it though. The more I see him, uh, the more it obviously makes sense that he has that kind of a haircut. Do we know why he, he's opted for that hairstyle and how long has he had it?
0: Well, I haven't been watching New Japan for as long as a lot of other wrestling fans have, but mm. I want to say it plays into that character, you know, because he, he, he walks like that every day in his real life. Yeah, and It it plays into that, you know, his, his character of like, this guy is a lunatic. He is a madman. He's has the nickname Murder Grandpa for a reason, you know, former uh, MMA fighter. He's just a -hmm. a living badass, uh, you know, outside of outside of the wrestling ring and inside, you know, the squared circle. Um, So I want to say that that hairdo, you know, is just a part of his character. How old is Minoru Suzuki? Great question. I I'm pretty sure he's over his 40s. I'm going to double check. Yeah, I was going to
1: say I I was thinking he's at least um... 54 years old. Recently. 54. Wow, he just turned 54 June yeah. 17th. And yeah. his first pitcher is actually really frightening. Okay, I'm going to close <laughs> that window out. Uh anyway, so uh minoro Suzuki. So who do you got in this one? Who, who which which trail team do you got? Kingston's team or, or Jericho's team?
0: Yeah. Uh good question. Yeah. This was another match that I kind of struggled with. Um but it wasn't until I saw that this match actually has a stipulation where I was able to finally make a decision. Right. Um I'm gonna go with the surprise, and I'm gonna say the Sex Gods, Chris Jericho, um, Sam McAvara, and Minoru Suzuki.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're gonna be able to edge this out just just because I feel like um, I feel like the card is a little bit stacked against you know Eddie Kingston, Willa Yuta, and Shota. Um, that you know we have uh, what is it the the Jericho Appreciation Society? Uh, there, are right. mem- there are more members. And I feel like if anything, they're going to try to get involved and you know do their part to make sure that Jericho picks up the victory.
1: You know, I also think about the enormity again. Like we spoke about the last match with Sting, I think about the enormity of this pay per view. Uh, again, being called Forbidden Door, New Japan Pro Wrestling joins AEW for this one night only. Maybe it will be a an annual thing. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Let's see how it goes. Um, even though we both think it will be pretty go over well. Hmm. You know, again, we picked Sting because we thought at the end of the day, um, not necessarily because they were the better team, but we think because it's Sting. And, And this would probably mean a lot, not only to him, but as far as like both promotions, AEW, like, wow, Sting was involved in the first ever Forbidden Door. And I think with the same thought process with Chris Jericho, right, an AEW original, Chris Jericho been with WCW, WWE, AEW, obviously had matches in New Japan uh laundry list and i feel like again a chris jericho uh chris jericho will be on this list just like sting at the first forbidden door uh both receiving victories or getting the victory and i think on paper and in the history books it would just mean that much more you know just the basic wrestling match aside i think i think it's so much more than that so i'm i too am gonna go with uh chris jericho uh sammy guevara and Minoru suzuki Yeah, makes a little sense. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to look too too much into it, but at the same time, it can't be ignored. Both of them. I mean, Sting and Chris Jericho, they're huge names. And even though they're significantly past their prime, they could still go to a point and them getting wins here, I think would be a big deal.
0: Mm -hmm, Right. Absolutely. And for me, I was kind of in my mind also connecting the dots because we know that Jericho not too long ago just got the best of Um, of Eddie Kingston where he wouldn't shake his hand, you know, he was, you know, playing these mind games. So for me, I I feel like it was going to be Jericho able to kind of make up for that loss that he had, you know, with this, with this Mm pay-per-view. And then um, I I don't know if I should spoil my picks for, for dynamite, but
1: you know, uh, you could go for it since we won't be doing a blood and guts special. Right, go ahead okay. for that you pick jericho right. and company to win uh jericho and company to win at forbidden door and who do you have at blood and guts
0: right and then i have eddie kingston and company winning blood and guts
1: and i think that makes a lot more sense because they're more the rough and tumble team opposed to a jericho appreciation society yeah they have a jake hager and stuff but uh daniel garcia he's no chump but i think when you mix up the likes of eddie kingston santana and Ortiz, uh Ortiz is pissed off. He lost the hair match against Jericho last week, due to Sammy Guevara entering the ring as uh, who was he dressed up as again? Um, Fuego. Uh, Fuego del Sol comes yeah. in like that. So they they have they have redemption on their mind. They have revenge on their mind. I think I think Blood and Guts is the perfect platform for them to get the win. Yep. So it makes makes a whole lot of sense. I'm with you, with you on both, man. So this next one is very interesting and I can't wait to hear your pick and I'll obviously give you my two cents <laughs> we, ha- we have um so we have Zach Sabre jr coming over and going up against it was supposed to be Brian Danielson we found that out Wednesday on dynamite when Danielson had to mention unfortunately he won't be wrestling at a forbidden door at blood and guts and but he did have and does have a replacement that he wasn't going to prematurely announce on dynamite or rampage he said you got to wait till sunday night june 26 united center and you'll see who i have in mind now this is obviously going to be a great wrestling match between two of the best technical wrestlers in the world zach saber jr and one brian danielson there's all, there's also a few other great tech uh ring technicians that are available for this pay-per-view um just throwing a few out there as we mentioned we do have johnny gargano We have Claudio, Mm -hmm. aka formerly known as Cesaro. Uh, We we were both even speaking about Ring of Honor World Champion, right, Jonathan Gresham. Mm -hmm. We spoke about. So I don't know if it's any of those. Who do you think will be Brian Danielson's surprise uh, opponent for Zack Saber Jr. tonight? Um,
0: for me, I I had to really think about this. I ended up just saying I have a feeling it's going to be Claudio Cesaro. You know, with the special spelling that he has. Mm-hmm. um
1: that'd be exciting I
0: think, yeah he I think he you know and if it's not him regardless I, I actually have you know to be announced to be determined as that victor over zach saber jr
1: okay so in your opinion regardless who goes against zach saber jr whether it is cesaro or not do you think mm-hmm. uh saber jr takes the yell to the surprise yeah. opponent yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay so you're dead set on it being cesaro there's 0% chance could be anybody else. Do you think he's a shoein'?
0: I, I wouldn't say that. No. I have okay. a feeling
1: like 80%,
0: a, 70%? I was going to say 75% chance, you know, there's definitely 25% chance it could be okay.
1: someone. And if it is someone else, is it any of the few we mentioned or could there be even more of a mystery opponent? Yeah,
0: who who knows? It could be someone else that we're just not even James
1: Ellsworth? James Ellsworth? <laughs> no well, i have. guess yeah
0: yeah i guess uh, i guess <laughs> the opponent does matter
1: um all right well i again you know i i'm we're pretty much on the same page here tonight uh and there's a big part of me too that it just i just get giddy and excited thinking about it i also hope it's cesaro i think it's going to be cesaro and it makes a world of sense um he was what his contract expired with wwe back in february um he mm-hmm. wasn't terminated he wasn't uh Released like half the roster was in the last year or two, he just decided not to resign smart man and um yeah man it it's gonna be very interesting watching the coffee connoisseur, hopefully take his talents to a e w and uh, I gotta go with him too i'm pretty much i'm eighty i'm eighty to ninety percent sure that it's gonna be cesaro, and if it's not i'm Really hoping that it is a Johnny Gargano. Those are two names I'd love to see in this, in this match and in this company of AEW. But if it's not, if it's not one of those two, I really don't know who it could be. And I think we, I think we would both and a lot of people would be surprised if it's not any of the people that we mentioned. Right. So hopefully it's a sorrow. So uh, we, we got him for match number six of the night. We're halfway through the card and next up, this match is really exciting. This is for the inaugural AEW all Atlantic championship. They had some great qualifying matches. Um, it was all you had to do was win one match to get into this fatal four way. We have pack versus Miro versus Malachi black versus new Japan pro wrestling's Clark Connors is he's with new Japan, right? I know mm-hmm. he's not AEW. Um, do you, do you, is there anything you could tell us about this Clark Connors guy? I know zero about him uh, sadly I, don't,
0: I know just as much as you do all right to- well but, uh, um, yeah so so I can honestly say like you know this year has been a little bit iffy. I haven't been able to tune in too much into new Japan as uh, other years mm-hmm. just so so my knowledge isn't as great as it should be, I will say um, but i so so you know Clark is the replacement for for one. Uh, Ishii um, who is injured I believe was not able to to
1: compete in this tournament uh, for the inaugural Atlantic Championship he was initially supposed to be the fourth opponent and that's mm-hmm. a, that's an absolute fact where did that report come out from that came out this week yeah when so
0: I- yeah that he yeah when they ended up making that change um, because there was a another tournament in New Japan where he ended up you know winning to be you know said Victor to be into this tournament. Okay. And, and they're using the loser
1: from from Ishii from outside Side. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah,
0: as his replacement.
1: Okay. Well we got to see a bunch of great matches the last couple of weeks to get into this tournament. We got to see Pac defeat Buddy Matthews. We saw Miro defeat all ego Ethan Page. And this past week we saw Malachi Black defeat um Penta. Oh was he go by now? Penta a Skirl. A squirrel, something Yeah. Like that. yeah. Um So we got three former WWE guys. We got Neville, Rusev, and Alistair Black here for for the (laughs) WWE fans who are wondering who they are. Um, And by the way, that that list of people and talent that I went through in the beginning, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, um, and so many more that will MJF that won't be on this show. You could add another one being uh, Buddy Matthews. Now, I get it. He didn't qualify for this fatal four-way, but I also did hear that he is injured. Do you know the extent or severity of the injury. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, I just oh. know he is injured. I don't know if it was during okay. that match or yeah. something else.
0: I actually didn't know that he was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who, who just came over, you can say from, you know, WWE that we're not seeing on this card, uh, but we've seen on television is, uh, one Johnny elite,
1: right? Johnny That's elite, a- Johnny, Johnny, impact Johnny Mundo, uh, mm-hmm. John, John Morrison, yeah um is he even signed to AEW full time yet no not I think he just was for like yeah. one or two appearances right yeah and
0: so that that's what I wasn't sure about either but um
1: yeah I don't he, think he's signed he, exclusively. he's an amazing
0: wrestler so if they want to sign him they definitely can you know he, he's one of those people who who you, who you can put like for like a championship run mm-hmm. um great great talent who, who can definitely work in the mid card division.
1: Who do you got winning this AEW All-Atlantic Championship Fatal 4-Way? We have a lot of great talent. Of course, me and you aren't very familiar with one Clark Connors from New Japan. But we are very familiar from WWE and AEW with Pac, Miro, and of course, Malachi Black. Now, Pac and Malachi Black have not won anything in AEW just yet. Miro, he is a former TNT champion. He lost to Sammy Guevara, what, four or five months ago uh, when he when he dropped that title. was off the of TV for some time, returned about a month, month and a half ago. And he seemed to get right back to where he left off pretty much dominant. Who do you got winning this?
0: Oh man. Um, this one, this one, I think I struggled with the most just because you have Miro who is a former champ, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pack, he's been there the longest in the company.
1: Yeah. Still, he's, he's an original. Yeah. He's an original. Still
0: no title. So I feel like he's, he deserves a title. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I'm going to go with Malachi Black just because of, uh, you know, his, his faction, his group. They're on a roll right now with the House of Black, mm-hmm. Kings of Black, tag team. Um, I, I feel like if they really want to elevate his character, that
1: putting a belt on uh, Malachi would help him a lot. You know, I also agree. Now, let me ask you this question, too the same person that you have winning, is that also the very same person that you want to win? Or do you want PAC, but you expect Malachi to win? Or is it the same person you want and expect?
0: Uh, I would say I want PAC to win because I feel like he's deserving of it. He's been been with the company. He's shown that, you know, he's a little, uh, not only that, but you got to remember that I think at one point he was injured and then he was also limited.
1: COVID uh, restrictions.
0: Yeah, COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. So one, he he was injured, and then the other one is that he had a limitation because of travel restrictions.
1: That hurt the so momentum.
0: It, it, every time he had a momentum, it killed it right away. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, you, you got to give the guy a break. Um, it, so if he's if he ends up being champion, I wouldn't mind it. I, I would definitely love to see Pac get some love like that. But uh, as I kind of explained already, I, I see them maybe going the way of Malachi Black.
1: So when I, look, when I look at this Fatal 4-Way match, again, we we know absolutely zilch about Clark Connors. So I'm not even going to include him, respectfully. Uh, he has a 25% chance, just like all the other gentlemen in this match. But uh, I got to say this. So when I look at Rusev, he's the only one who's held gold in AEW out of the four. <clears throat> Rusev, former TNT champion, I do think eventually he will get his hands on this All-Atlantic Championship at some point so Mm -hmm. it's like all right so i i I immediately exclude miro without question i have no problem with him he'll he'll do his thing in this match have great many great spots but he's not going to win and and like you said i i think Pac deserves this the most has earned it uh being that he's been with the company since day one three years ago uh, and every time he got some momentum under him whether he went out with injury or went out due to COVID restrictions uh flight restrictions he wasn't able to get over here in the u.s that really hurt Pac. So so very much like you, I would like to see Pac win this championship. But I think it's more important, like the pick you have, you have Malachi Black. And I got to go with Malachi Black as well. I think this is huge, not only just for him to win this match, but and, and to get this gold, the inaugural championship. But I also think that it's huge for the stable, right? For him, for Brody King, for Buddy Matthews. I think this really distinguishes them we don't know if and when we're going to get those trios titles and hopefully that'll be the last titles AEW has because i think personally they have too many championship belts um we've spoke about this but i i think malachi black getting this championship is imperative um it will really bolster his momentum his character the the again the whole stable and then maybe potentially when buddy matthews is back maybe maybe buddy and brody could make a run at those tag titles You know, and and many months down the road, whenever they do have the trios, then I think, yeah, the three of them should be in top contention for them. Whether it's against maybe the Bucks and Omega, uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon, teams like that, there's so many options, right? That would be super cool to see. And I think that would, you know, let Malachi have this singles run with the gold. Maybe they get in the thick of things for the tag titles. Who knows? and then when they eventually drop all that down the road, they could be right in the hunt for the trios, pick up where they left off. And I think this will keep them important uh, because this, this stable has floundered for months now. And mm-hmm. I think this is exactly what they need going into the second half of 2022. So simply put, uh, I'd love to see pack win it like you would Malachi black, the new AEW all Atlantic champion, give him the gold. All right. You know? Yeah. So Simply put, maybe not simply put, but that's my thorough <laughs> dissertation uh, on that. So in this next one, we have a winner take goal. This is a big deal. Um, speaking about tag team wrestling, we have FTR, who are the Ring of Honor tag team champions, going up against United Empire's uh, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con, who are the IWGP uh, tag team world tag team champions, uh, versus the one team that doesn't have any gold on them in AEW. Rapongi Vice, which is Trent Beretta, And who's his tag team partner? What's his name? Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero. So this is a winner take all. Whoever obviously wins out of these three tag teams will hold both sets of titles. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, IWGP World Tag Team Championships. Who you got?
0: It's funny. So I'm going to kind of go back to to the last uh, podcast that I was, you know, what we were discussing. I, I kind of mentioned this. Where you, you think about like who's capable of defending both pairs of championships on different brands, different companies um and initially i had you know I had my picks set, and then you know come today, I, I was like, you know what i, I I'm going to change
1: it you know what what swayed you before you say who you have what what swayed you to go from one team to the next um what well, I was able to, you know,
0: watch um, Rampage on time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so watching Rampage kind of, you know, made me, you know, ah, you know, made me reconsider, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I see I see the way the dominoes are falling. They have the momentum. So I'm actually going to go with FTR, um, you know, that way they're able to retain their, their ROH titles, but they're able to gain um, the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometime in the foreseeable future, whether it's um, one of the, the, the final pay-per-views, because I don't think that uh, you have to forgive me. I don't, I don't know if the, uh, the pay-per-view for Dominion already happened or I, yes, I know
1: Dominion is where uh, Okada dropped to Jay white last week. Okay, Yeah, that's yeah. where it
0: was. All right. Then I know that they have their, their best of super juniors tournaments. And then I know, um, I'm trying to remember all their, their pay-per-views off the top of my mind, whatever pay-per-views coming up for, for new Japan, Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't think there are any travel restrictions um, over there right now uh, with Japan and and the United States. um, When you consider both countries, I think that FTR will be able to head over there and and defend those titles.
1: I, I also have FTR and, and I know me, you and Anthony spoke last week on the weekly, uh, Weekly report about this match, a little bit. I I did process of elimination. I, you know, no disrespect to Roppongi Vice. I think they're a great tag team. I know they're a very accomplished tag team in New Japan and stuff. Have done great great work on AEW TV as well. But I'm not going with them, so I'm I'm just eliminating the one team that's not a champion at this at this point right now. Right. Uh, obviously, Jeff Cobb and Great Okaan, very formidable opponents. I've seen Jeff Cobb. Me and you have seen him in person a few times uh, with House of Hardcore events. Great Okaan, I'm not very familiar with. And FTR, we, we've seen numerous times, WWE, NXT, uh, AEW, you name it, Ring of Honor. Um, but I think, you know, with the year that FTR has had, I think this just adds to a beautiful story that, that they have just kicked it old school and kicked some ass in the meantime. And, and they are just doing it their way and, and accomplishing a lot, whether it's aligning themselves with CM Punk, aligning themselves with Bret Hart. Uh, and, yeah. and events outside of AW, like we spoke about big time wrestling, like all of their dreams are coming true. Like the stars are just aligning. They call themselves what six star, uh, something or other. Right. Cause it, yeah. uh, six time, what it's, it's based on their, their tag team titles, right. That they've accomplished. So this would be their seventh, right. There's their seventh, um, yeah. tag team title reign with a different company. So simply put, man, um, we're in for a great triple threat. Tag team match, winner take all. And I think that FTR um, will, will be successful in this. I just, um, I don't know. I, I just don't see United Empire being the AEW, or not AEW, rather, Ring of Honor uh, tag team champions. I mean, it's obviously a possibility, but I, I don't know. There's something about it. I just think it's all about FTR right now. You know, without looking into it super, you know, way too much, I, I just think FTR, it's, it's the only right answer. You know, so let's go to the women's match. We got Thunder Rosa defending her AEW uh, Women's World Championship versus Tony Storm. Who you got in this one?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's any surprise that, if you've heard me talk about the last few times I was here where I haven't been um, sold on Thunder Rosa as a champion. Uh, it's been a rather disappointing run. Um, her so fault? Not her fault. I'm going to okay. say it. It, it it's the fault of like her team like the writers, the uh, the producers at her TV times. Nothing has gone her way, it would seem, as champion.
1: Or or is it is it fair for us to say, and we know the man has a lot on his plate. We're so quick to blame a Vince man or a Tony Khan and I get it. Uh more times than not we have our reasons too, uh Bicker. But in, in this case, you know, Tony Khan, again going back to double or nothing uh loves him some Britt Baker whatever whether it's because he just likes Britt in general whether it's because it's the significant other of one Adam Cole one of the best wrestlers in the world who knows wants to keep the family happy um you know he didn't do this to Britt Baker Britt Baker when she was champion is was treated like gold even when she's not the current champion she's still treated like gold <laughs> um yeah. seeing Thunder Rosa with her 3 plus month run reign whatever you want to call it being mediocre lackluster um not not her fault um can we can we blame tony khan not just the writers can we actually blame tony khan yeah. uh for maybe being disinterested or just not so high on thunder rosa i'll say this not making her a priority he makes brit a priority yeah. ha- had made her a priority for about a year's time even though is sakura shida is still the longest reigning aw women's world champion right
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. uh, even though Britt wasn't the longest reigning, she she felt important every time you saw her. Um, and, and Thunder Rosa hasn't been treated the same. And, and I agree with you, but you say we can blame Tony Khan.
0: Yes, yeah, for sure. And
1: and, and why why can we blame him? Is it because of airtime? Is it because of storylines? Is it because of matchups? Or is it D, all the above?
0: I would say D, all the above, where we've been very critical on him when it comes to his time management for it. Uh, every single dynamite show, where the pacing it doesn't seem where it should be. It's always off, you know. Like for instance, you, you, you like most uh, main event matches, it doesn't feel like there's enough time to air, like to breathe. Like that match has is always super rushed.
1: It's rushed. Uh, right. it's the
0: same thing with like a lot of the women segments. Um, it, it's kind of like you know reflecting reflective of that WWE formula where like all the women are on like it almost it, it's almost insulting because. You know, people want to go to the bathroom or whatever. These segments aren't fulfilling like, uh, like our desires as fans. Like, you know, like it doesn't feel like it's a cohesive segment. It feels like a, it's just like a lame, a really lame segment for mm-hmm. for like for a lot of a lot of this year. Besides Thunder Rosa's uh, reign as a champion, um, so yeah, for sure, you can definitely put the blame on Tony Khan. I do think he needs to. Um, correct that that problem um it, it's one of aw's biggest flaws is is their women's division like the way it's presented on tv mm-hmm. yeah like it doesn't
1: like- feel like it, it kind of just feels like an afterthought right yes. a, as a whole i mean obviously thunder rosa being the champion outside of jade being the tbs champion who again we've spoke about jade they treat better and more as a prominent champion when in actuality it's even though she is undefeated tbs championship is kind of like a mid card title it is not yeah, the uh, aew world championship it, women's it, world championship
0: it, it, it's definitely a secondary belt you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh synonymous with the tnt title it's a secondary belt you know mm-hmm. uh you know you, you would mirror that to like a u.s a Men's u.s championship or intercontinental championship right uh, that's how i would see it and yeah it, it it's weird when when your secondary title you know is promoted more than your primary number one title
1: and again they they need to get they need to get on the ball specifically with the women's division i mean the time management that's even a whole other argument we could talk about that for days with with the loaded roster that they have even with injuries it's tough to get everybody uh who they think is important enough to be on tv when you only have three hours of television every week two on dynamite and one on rampage Yeah, people tune in from time to time to watch uh, dark elevation mondays or, or dark tuesdays on youtube whatever a lot of upcoming talent once in a while they'll drop some big names there but realistically regardless you have three hours of television and in their defense that is very small amount of time to get all these people on however it doesn't mean that you know, you could justify week in, week out a 12 minute main event. If that I, right. I think about in recent history, when well, this could go on forever. But that Jeff Hardy, Adam Cole match uh, what was that, a semifinal or something like that for the Owen Hart uh, mm-hmm. Foundation tournament. That was completely rushed. I think Jeff Hardy was coming out. Adam Cole attacked him and everything just felt rushed. And it sucks because you have so many vignettes and video packages leading up into that match. You know okay. adam cole growing up being a fan of the hardys and watching jeff and matt on tv and talking about xyz on the youtube and it's on twitter it's on instagram and then you get to see the match and it's just like you know on paper it looks amazing but then you see it it's just like a cluster of you know what and it's yeah. they they got to get that better but mainly back to the women real quick before we go to match number uh 10. um then of course we'll talk about who we have in this match but um they need to do right by the aw women's world champion right now with thunder rosa because i would hate to see it go to a tony storm right now or whomever it was but obviously tony's her opponent so let's just say tony (laughs) wins tonight and then they do right by tony for the next x amount of months like they did in a brit baker type of situation then it's going to clearly look like it's going to look terrible so you're going to be like oh you know they they this hot blonde they have um as you know everybody a lot of people say tony obviously tony storm is a hot commodity what her first day and only fans was what 10 grand 15 grand a couple months ago so, so a lot of people supporting. love some a lot of people love some tony storm um mm-hmm. i'll tell you that much but in and outside the ring but anyway um it would it would look terrible in in, in the eyes of tony khan and well the eyes of all of us towards tony khan and company if you, you know you, you just kind of whatever with thunder rosa but now you, you look at tony storm as an asset for whatever reason and then then you then you 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 put her out in top tier storylines and feuds and matches week after week, and then it's like, but what happened to Thunder Rosa? Three and a half months you gave her nothing, you know. Yeah, a quality match with a Serena D, but but yet a Nyla Rose match and and a a Marina Shafir match, and you know, and then she fights Tony Storm and then loses. That it it would be absolutely horrible. So they needed to write by her. Simply put, I have Thunder Rosa tonight, um, and hopefully this leads into some momentum for the rest of the summer for her.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't think I actually set my pick yet, but I, I do have Tony. You, you were kind of breaking it all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you kind of do my work for me. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, I, I was going with uh, Tony Storm, actually, uh, just because. Uh, and it's no disrespect to Thunder Rosa. I love sure. Thunder. I mean, A I lot. wouldn't be
1: surprised if this happens, yeah. but.
0: Um, but you were kind of like laying that groundwork where it, even though it would be extremely disrespectful to thunder rosa um at, you know and her character work that she's been trying to do as champion uh, i'm ready for it to end i want to see like a, sh- a shift in power you know no fu- no but, fault of her own right right right, right. where where what you were kind of saying like maybe we start to see um you know better feuds with the women it progresses into something a lot more um watchable on television and that's kind of the route that I,
1: I, i'm thinking in my mind if and if your pick happens tonight, Tony storm, I won't be completely upset about it. Cause I like Tony storm. I really do. But Tony storm wins. She is the new AEW women's world champion. Obviously thunder Rosa takes the L. Do you see thunder Rosa ever being AEW women's world champion again? Yeah. Or no, you As do.
0: long as, as long as she stays with the company, you know, maybe signs at least another, let's say, give or take three or four year contract. Right. Then, for sure, then for sure, I can see her, you know, being a two-time um, AEW Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. But let, let's say if, for whatever reason, she decides not to resign, then then that's kind of just well, it. Well, yeah, it's, then that's it's out. It's going to be one of those uh, what-ifs. Like, what if she stayed? She could have been, you know, a lot better as, like, her, her second run go around.
1: Right. And, you know, and, and that's true. But I also look at it from the standpoint that, what will make the second run any better than the first? Because I'm not saying they're directly doing it, even if it's indirectly just because they kind of just are nonchalant and don't really care to make her a priority. But what would make you even think that they would do do better by her for a second title reign, potentially?
0: With that being asked, I would say for me, I would have to see a change. In her gimmick her character
1: mm-hmm. um heel is that what like we spoke about or no or just whether whether
0: she whether she decides to go heel i want to see her her change her gimmick uh, it whether she t- does something completely different as a baby face uh, and i don't know what to think mm-hmm. I, i'm not in her mind i don't know what kind of character she wants to develop try something out or whether she decides to go you know the bad girl route you know um embrace that that evil side that that heelish fiend that
1: um, I'd love to know. see it. I think she's yeah. more than capable. She's going to have a <laughs> big chip on her shoulder, especially after this first run, tell you that, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I think the reason I'm so upset that they potentially uh, have, and especially if she loses tonight, have dropped the ball with Thunder Rosa's title reign is this was a, this was really a great time to establish her as a serious dominant fighting, defending champion before you really get a, a Tony storm into the title picture mix, which we obviously see now Before you get Athena into the title picture mix, Uh, she's getting better day by day, a Chris Statlander, Um, if if Sasha Banks, uh, Mercedes, whatever, whatever name she may go by, if a Sasha Banks joins, if she's cleared and healthy and willing to go, if a Page joins AEW. I'm just talking within the next six months to a year where all of this talent could be in addition to the rest of the roster, which is going to continue to get better and better. And so I feel like it's it's not very – I'm not saying it's dim for Thunder Rosa to get into the title picture again, but it's going to be a hell of a lot more tougher uh, for her to become the champion. Will she get title shots going forward? Absolutely. I think you're right that that she will have opportunities, but will she get the job done? Booking From a booking standpoint, I'm not convinced because it's only going to get tougher and tougher. And again, we can't forget about Tony Khan's favorite, Britt Baker. What's up, Geo? That your dog, Geo, in the back? Yeah, yeah, my old buddy. Um, he he feels the same. He's pissed. Yeah, Gio's pissed. He wants you, justice, you by friend Rosa. Yeah, that's the first time he spoke up all night, and I get it. Um, but it's not going to get any easier if don't if Tony Khan wants Britt Baker back in the title picture, and she, she in my opinion, she will be the first two time AEW Women's World Champion, Britt Baker, without question, without yeah. question. Um, but. You know, I just mentioned five to seven names that easily could be in the hunt. I know two are unsigned right now by them, but we, we pretty much know Paige is going there. And there's a very good chance once all once all the legalities of the situation are finalized that Sasha will be taking her talents over to AEW, most likely. Mm. It's going to get tough. And Thunder Rosa could hang with the best of them. We know that. But, and we're moving on here to match number 10. I am a little concerned for her. I will say that. I will say that. So you have Tony Storm. Uh, I have Thunder Rosa, and uh, we'll see what happens. okay Match number 11. Let's look at what we got here. We got, now, a lot of people had a lot to say about Will Osprey's opponent, and I understand. <laughs> um, I understand for a lot of reasons. We, we, again, we've seen Orange Cassidy go in person, and even though his gimmick presents himself as lazy, nonchalant, uh, hands in the pockets, uh, just a funny character very nice guy by the way um but that's besides the point he can go he can wrestle when he needs to really you know turn it on he could he could do his thing yeah yeah he definitely has that second and even third gear to to really yeah. uh maximize his talent his potential so Will Ospreay is uh defending his championship uh his his IWGP United States Championship against one Orange Cassidy a lot there was a lot of backlash the last week or two once this match was announced Uh, You couldn't find a bigger, better opponent for an Osprey, and and I do get it. But at the same time, you can't discount Orange Cassidy. He's been booked very strongly, even though he hasn't uh, won all the matches. Although he did defeat Adam Cole last year in an unsanctioned match, right? I know it really didn't go Mm -hmm. against Cole, but he did get that victory. He's went up against Kenny Omega when Omega was champion. Uh, He always finds himself in the thick of things. so, So kudos to Orange Cassidy. Who do you got in this match? And... Actually, I'm going to ask you three questions, so stay okay. with me here. Who do you have winning this match? Um, do you think Orange Cassidy is a formidable opponent against Will Ospreay? Mm-hmm. And regardless if you think he is or not, who would you have put up against Will Ospreay in this uh, IWGP United States Championship match?
0: All right. So, sorry. It was... Do I think he, he's deserving of it? You know, who, who else would he be? Well, first, tell me who you got winning. Well, first and foremost, I have... Osprey winning he's he's gonna uh you know it says correct me if I'm wrong it says for the ID, uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship
1: yeah right? mm-hmm. titles on the line so,
0: so I see Will
1: Osprey uh, picking right. up the victory especially because it's a title match I agree with you I also have Osprey um because I don't think he's gonna drop to Orange Cassidy I don't think he would have dropped to most opponents but I don't think he's dropping to Orange Cassidy now <laughs> too, do you think Orange Cassidy is a formidable opponent
0: yeah I'm fine with it. I honestly didn't have an issue with it uh, like other people did. Mm-hmm. I get I, I, I get the, you know the idea of like oh there, there there are better opponents but for me it's like there were better opponents not that there are. Um, I say there were because the better guys that, that we're thinking of are injured you know mm-hmm. uh, and so so you know you kind of think like oh, all right, who else do you have on the roster who who can really go in the ring who has a lot of energy? Who who can you know equal that of a Will Osprey? And as we've discussed, we we've seen Orange Cassidy perform in person before. We've seen him numerous times.
1: And we, um, we we saw Osprey at the Garden too, right? He was on that he was on that card, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did he fight? Uh, there were so many matches. I forget. I remember we saw uh, Switchblade.
0: Do you remember you're asking three years ago? <laughs> yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sorry. I, <clears throat> excuse me. There was so many matches. I know we got to see uh, Jay Lethal was there, and there was just su- such an influx of talent. But I was trying to remember. I know we saw Roosh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: I don't remember off the top of my mind.
1: Who would you have had in your mind? Who would you have liked to personally see go up against Will Osprey for his this championship match?
0: Uh, I mean, I see I feel like this is a tricky one. Uh because you know, I don't I don't believe we have ever had the opportunity to see a an Omega Osprey match and I do recall in 3 years ago, you know, that these guys were like going back and forth at each other, uh, you know, via Twitter, right. Saying, you know, who's the best, you know, he, who, who, who do you, who do you think is like the best wrestler in the world? It's always been a, a, an argument among all wrestling fans. Haven't
1: Osprey and, and you haven't even over the years, let me, you mentioned Twitter, haven't Osprey and Seth Rollins even gotten into it over Twitter well, over the, over the well, years.
0: Well, well, yeah, I was just about, I was just about to go into that. Is that yeah. you, you, you've had, you've had those three names, which is fun, yeah.
1: you know, all yeah. different promotions going back and forth yeah. at each other. You, I mean, you've can-
0: had Omega, you've had Osprey, and you had Rollins. So Those are the three. The boy, three is that a
1: Forbidden match? Door match? I would love to see. I know it's a <laughs> yeah. stretch adding WWE talent, obviously, but boy, yeah. that would be fun. No, I ain't kidding,
0: man. Yeah, take my cool. money. Yeah, for real.
1: Um, um Okay, so so you'd go with Will Osprey and uh Cleaner, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. Yeah, I didn't have anybody in mind um for this um as as another formidable opponent but again i'm good with i'm going i'm good with orange cassidy he'll hold his own it's not going to win but uh nonetheless i think this will be fun entertaining and at the end of the day it will be a quality wrestling match and before we get to match number 11 of 12 so we got two more here but we spoke about it the other night i think it was during wednesday's match or friday's match i forget all these nights just blend into one another mm-hmm. um you were talking about Will Ospreay. Um, you were then talking about a few other wrestlers who have since calmed it down with their moves and their spots and these uh, all, all the crazy things they do. So what is it about Ospreay that, that you notice in that match that, like, wow, he's not going to be able to do that much longer? And r- refresh my memory. What other wrestlers were you saying that have kind of since calmed it down?
0: It, it's the exact same wrestlers we were just talking about 30 seconds ago.
1: It was, a, wasn't it?
0: it is, it's a Seth Rollins and Omega. It was um, both of them. Wow, that's yeah, pretty good. I, I didn't
1: even do that as a setup. I, I <laughs> legit forgot <laughs> seg- uh, who you great mentioned. Great segue. Awesome segue. Uh,
0: so if you, if you take into account, uh, for those not familiar with Omega's work um, in New Japan or even before New Japan, uh, where he was in, I believe, the promotion DDT, I uh, hope that sounds correct, that he, he was known a lot more as like using a lot of crazy maneuvers, high-flying things, where where you don't see the normal wrestling moveset like the normal wrestler do those types of moose movesets and and it just blew people away were like oh man keep your eyes on this guy this guy is crazy good he's gonna be a megastar and what do you know it ended up happening Not of maybe within like the next five to ten year span where yeah this guy's considered the the best in the world uh same same can be said about Seth Rollins where he had his time in NXT you know doing some crazy maneuvers even before he joined uh, quote unquote, the WWE brand when he was an independent star. I mm-hmm. don't remember what is it. Tyler Black is that? name? Is yeah, that uh,
1: that's it. Yep, that was his name.
0: People were like, keep your eyes on on this kid. You know, he, he's doing some crazy moves outside of the ring, inside of the ring. But as we know, um, the older you get, the more injury prone you are. You can't you can't keep that same pace in the ring. You can't be super fast, super agile, using power moves, high far and like high flying moves at the same time, like as your move set to you, kind of, you kind of got to like lean one way or the other. You can't sustain that. Right. It, it, it's like a hybrid style where it was just like, you know, super fast paced power and like high flying. And, and then, you know, kind of a little bit of technical wrestling as well.
1: Right. Um,
0: And you've seen Seth Rollins. Yeah. Thanks to you.
1: Yeah. He, he agrees. <laughs> once again, yeah. I, I yeah. he's going to be on the next podcast, but anyway,
0: or you've seen, um, most notably Seth Rollins, his style changed completely once he had that knee injury. What was it back in 2014?
1: <laughs> Gio said yes. Uh, back in 2015, actually, he 2015. Had a, the fall of 2015, he had to vacate. <clears throat> excuse me, he had to vacate that title, and that's where uh, Roman won it. Then Sheamus won it Survivor Series.
0: Right. What was it? He was doing the, uh, the buckle bomb. Is that where it was? Or
1: I forget the spot. It was a house show. I do remember that. Um, but I've even noticed recently, he's kind of even calmed down with the with the suicide dives. Yeah. Usually, he'd go from rope to rope, ringside to ringside, uh, hot flying out, uh, notorious for it. But he's been kind of even simmered down on that lately.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, he's, he's changed his movesets completely. Like, if you watch this NXT run to mm-hmm. his initial WWE run, where he was a part of the shield. And once, you know, you, you had to fall of the shield and then the injury and everything his moveset changed. You know, I think he realized himself is like, man, I can't keep doing the same things or I'm going to end up back on the IR. And then no, no one's going to know who I am that once you get injured, you always have that fear as a wrestler. Like I'm going to become irrelevant. I'm not going to be pushed anymore. Uh, You know, it's the main picture. So uh,
1: no, go ahead. I want to ask you one more uh, question and then maybe uh, give Gio a biscuit uh, or something. most,
0: Most wrestlers, you know, they, they kind of heed the advice of others, where they're like, "Hey, listen, like you you gotta change it up. If if you want to keep performing in the ring, you, you have to change your style." So we don't see that that hybrid style anymore. Um, it, would we love to see it? Yeah, you know, uh, the same situation with Omega. Omega has like back injuries, you know, neck injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's not as you know, um, as like high flying anymore. Right.
1: Well, if, you know, if, and, if you, and they all love this, right? If, especially if you do pro wrestling, you have to love this it's year-round, basically. And if you want to maintain, you know, continue to be a pro wrestler, you're going to have to constantly change your style, right? Uh, to be able to, you know, make it in and out of the ring safely. And, and to be able to go on week after week on the road. And it's a lot, you know, it really is a lot. Of, it takes a major toll on your body. So... You're gonna have to dumb it down and and get reacquainted to a new style from time to time. I mean, one name, Darby Allen. We know he is absolutely <laughs> reckless, and there's nothing to him. I, I don't exactly have his weight up here. I, he can't be more than 130 pounds. I'm guessing maybe a buck 30, buck 40 on a good day. Um, I was gonna I'll, say
0: like maybe maybe 150, but I'll see
1: what uh what's what's good old uh, wiki saying. It, I'm gonna I, I'll err on the side of 140. I'll say Darby Allen's got to be 140, okay. right? Well, well, he's actually,
0: his build weight is going to be 175.
1: 175. Okay. I got to say, I'm surprised at that. But okay. So, so if he's built at 175, he's probably pushing 160. Regardless, mm-hmm. he's going up against guys two, three, 350. He's going up against big guys every at now and again. 50, and and 150 pounds. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, well, he just, uh, he shoots out of a cannon every time he does these, I cringe. I, I thought I used to cringe when Seth or, or other people would, whenever I see a suicide dive, I'm like, damn, this is going to be just as risky for the person giving it than who, the recipient. And when, uh, numerous times, I know you see it, everybody sees it, Darby Allen goes out full force, he barely hits the opponent, Yeah, and he literally yeah. goes 100 miles per hour into the guardrail, the steel guardrail, mm-hmm. shoulder first or head first. I'm like right. this guy's gonna decapitate himself one of these days. Like uh, he's yeah. gonna have to cut that out. I know he gets so amped up, whether it was whether it's in front of five people or or fifty thousand. He he's just as excited to do it as many pro wrestlers are to to go perform out there. But golly, if he wants to have a career, even forget twenty years from now, even five years from now, yeah. he's gonna have to. It's one of the four pillars of AEW, right? He's gonna have to calm it down.
0: And that, and that, and this can definitely be it a discussion on its own. It's just like wrestling styles in general. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know we're kind of like segueing into this whole discussion about. Yeah, Darby. Well, and we'll get to the last two it, matches one, in a minute. One of those, it's one of those phenomena where you, where you, as you're saying, like a lot of people are fascinated where it's just like, man, this, this guy is extremely relentless to his own body. It's, you know, mm-hmm. he throws himself around like a rag doll, like a, a quote unquote test dummy. Um, yeah. It's like, you know? it,
1: and, and you look at these spots and it's like, Obviously, if you connect, they're feeling it. Whether it's the coffin drop or doing these suicide dives, but it's like you—you were you obviously doing more harm to yourself than the opponent. I'm not saying they're not feeling it, but you were severely injuring yourself, and you don't—you don't have a lot of those, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't know if we've ever actually seen Darby wrestle a different style. I don't know him to be anything but a high flyer, someone with high velocity. I've never seen him be um a tactician you know uh in the ring and, and I don't think he's going to be one of those guys who's ever going to be able to utilize a different power moves you know I don't think right. he's going to be power bombing anyone anytime soon
1: right and I, I and right and that's the thing he he could reacclimate his style but he's not he's not ever going to fully change who he is and and I don't want that either I still want him to be rough rugged uh rough around the edges mm-hmm. every bit of what Darby Allen is and has become and what got him to this point But certain stuff like that, he like maybe he's not gonna eliminate the coffin drop because that's his finisher, right? Mm -hmm. But he's got to calm down with those uh, suicide dives, going 100 miles per hour into the steel guardrail. I mean, stuff like that is just—it's unnecessary, you know. And and again, it hurts him more than the opponent. Yeah, for me,
0: I I would want him. I forget. Does he have a like a submission finisher or no? He,
1: I don't think so. But I I certainly could be wrong.
0: I, I would like to see him. You like, let's say, uh, magically in 2023, he he decides like, hey, maybe I should be kinder to my body, utilize more of a, a submission type of finisher,
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: and, and kind of like go away from the coffin drop, bring it out every once in a while, for, right? Like, sure,
1: for all time's sake, well, yeah, pay per view,
0: like like oh well, yeah, it doesn't Final have match. To every, it doesn't have to be every pay per view, maybe mm-hmm. once or twice,
1: right, for nostalgia purposes,
0: yeah, but but kind of going away from it slowly. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe in this case, fast faster is better.
1: Yeah, so sooner uh, better than later. Because uh, again, if he wants to sustain a uh, a long career, whether it's AEW or I don't know, if he would ever make his way over we to WWE, R- but we want to see him
0: around. Uh, we don't want. Yeah, to, we want to see him wrestle. We, we don't want to see anything bad happen to him, whether it be some type of life threatening injury, or maybe he he goes the way of you know I hate to say it, but maybe the way of like a Jeff Hardy.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, yeah. I mean, where you're reliant on whether it's prescription medication, whether it's mm-hmm. hard drugs, alcohol abuse, uh, you certainly don't want to see that as far as, you know, whatever is your painkiller to get by and to get to the next town for the next show. You don't want to see that. And it's amazing that uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, the Hardys in general, have made it to this point uh, f- for all that they have put their bodies through over the course of the last nearly three decades it's really amazing that they're even i know that we all know they're visibly past their prime but it's amazing that they're even able to do what they do on a daily basis from what they've been doing since we were little kids you know so again darby allen was just one example uh of you know wrestlers we would like to see kind of calm it down a little bit for the longevity of their careers so why don't we get to this next matchup? again we're on match 11 of 12 we're gonna to get to the interim AEW World Championship match, which is representing AEW John Moxley versus New Japan Pro Wrestling's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kev, who do you got in this one?
0: All right, yeah, for I'll kind of just set it up like this way: is that uh, you know, um, Jr. has been mentioning that Hiroshi Tanahashi is one of the best peop- wrestlers in the world, where he has been within the last decade or so. You know, mm-hmm. uh, prior prior to the twenty ten. Um, and since then, you know, his name has been synonymous with New Japan Wrestling. Um, and, and this is a match that Moxley has wanted ever since. That I believe, even when he was in WWE, he's kind of been quoted like, "If you were ever to wrestle someone or wrestle somewhere else, who or where would you go?" And he's always said, "You know, like Tanahashi, I would want, to, I would be really interested in wrestling, you know, in New Japan." Uh, and you know, his wish actually came true. He may not be wrestling in New Japan against said Tanahashi at a Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um this is the next best thing that we can get as AEW
1: fans. So this is a this is a dream match of sorts for one John Moxley, right? Correct. So essentially you think you think that Moxley actually went to TK and said, Hey Tony, um Forbidden Door, especially with what happened to CM Punk and there needing to be an interim AEW world champion. Hey, if I'm gonna win this thing uh or be in this match, let it be against him. Do you think that's pretty much how it went?
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
1: And okay. by the way, I know there was kind of mixed reviews on AEW uh, Dynamite's main event that took place Wednesday night. The Wizard, Chris Jericho, and the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, went uh, went up against John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi in a tag team match. Hiroshi Tanahashi looked okay. I, I don't think he looked above and beyond great. Again, I haven't watched a ton of his matches. What did yeah. you think? Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen him previously in other matches. Do you think he looked like himself? Do you think he'll be all right going into this match yeah. tonight? What were well, your thoughts?
0: De- definitely not his best match for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it was? Like, what do you think it was? Was it a tag well, team I, match?
0: I, I can let you know that, like, watching him for like the last maybe let's say five, four years, mm-hmm. uh, you you can see every, every year kind of like with the Hardys. The the more they wrestle, the the more slight decline. Yeah, uh, the more slight decline. His body isn't what it used to be, and no, mm-hmm. he, he even though his finisher is like you know a big kind of like splash off the top rope um yeah. he he's been in numerous matches whatsoever he's he's a workhorse you know sure. so he put his body through a lot for for New Japan he's been a lot of people will say he would carry the company you know uh he was compared to like uh, as jr mentioned as a Bret Hart but for me I kind of always put him as a workhorse on that level as a John Cena you know like I was okay. rel- um that's how I always viewed
1: uh hana uh, you know tanahashi how old's tanahashi early 40s Is that we got to do our third or fourth wiki search of the uh, night? Thank God for Wikipedia. Yeah, um, he's 45, he's 45. Okay, all right. I was gonna say maybe 42, 43, but 45, okay. Um, this will be a great match, but who do you have, Moxley or Tanahashi? Uh,
0: I have Moxley winning this
1: one, okay, me too. Me too. I have Moxley winning,
0: and I want to add the caveat that even if there wasn't um, a title at stake, I still would have picked moxley so to
1: moxley going getting the victory Mm -hmm. okay all right very fair um again i got moxley as well and that leads us right up to our main event or what should certainly be the main event uh, main event of the night again our second fatal four-way um of the night again for a championship but this is for jay white the switchblades iwgp world heavyweight title that he won two weeks ago from uh okada correct at dominion um how do you say uh, okada's first name kazuchika kazuchika so we have switchblade j white versus hangman adam page versus kozuchika okada mm-hmm. i'm just going to call him okada i think it yeah. sounds better uh <laughs> as far as <laughs> that's uh, i don't know i kind of just like the one name if i was uh, you know vince mcmahon certainly would just be calling him okada that's one <laughs> you, name he would definitely he be like, hey
0: buddy get rid of that first name <laughs>
1: correct yeah exactly if he's gonna uh cut uh the likes of a mustafa ali uh and stuff like that he'd certainly be cutting that and uh of course adam cole baby um who do you got in this match who's coming out is he retaining do we have a new champ what's up
0: yeah uh, the way i saw it was that um... I do think that Jay White is going to end up retaining it. I just kind of want to get right to the point.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, me too. I, I got Jay White as well.
0: I, I for me it it's hard. I don't see him losing. For besides the point that that he just won this title, I mm-hmm. kind of in a way see this as a little bit of a redemption win from okay. the, from the pay per view that we saw in person three mm-hmm. years ago, where it was the um, the show with ROH and New Japan he ended up losing um i, I feel like he's going to be able to to get this this victory because if uh, if correct me if i'm wrong but he lost to okada right that night
1: yeah yeah i'm pretty sure pretty yeah, sure i'll, I'll double up, check but i'm, I'm fairly up, certain
0: he lost yeah he lost to okada um so i i want to say even though it's it's not a direct correlation it's an indirect correlation i feel like he's going to be able to uh, you know kind of make up for that loss years ago
1: okay well this very well may be the case tonight so you have uh well we both have cesaro appearing as the mystery opponent for one zach saber jr and a technical masterpiece of a matchup we're probably going to get uh as far as championships are concerned we both have malachi black being the inaugural uh what is it the all um i almost all elite. what is it all <laughs> atlantic uh all atlantic champion so we both have malachi black we also mm-hmm. both have FTR retaining and becoming the new IWGP world heavyweight tag team champions. Yeah. Um, so FTR with two sets of titles, much like the Usos, except this is different because these are actually two different promotions. Whereas the Usos just have and Smackdown, which is the same promotion. So it's not the same. Uh, yeah. Although WWE tried to make it look like the Usos are winning from numerous uh, companies, which isn't <laughs> the case, but nonetheless, not to take away from them. That's still a great accolade. Um, in this women's match, you do see Tony Storm, uh, new AEW Women's World Champion. I have Rosa retaining. And then for the three final matchups, we see all three retaining Will Osprey, Uh, well, John Moxley is new interim, so sorry. We but we both agree on the last three. We see Moxley as the interim, and then of course, Switchblade Jay White only winning two weeks ago. As good as this fatal four way matchup is going to be for the IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Championship, um. I don't see them playing hot potato with the title of this magnitude uh, twice in a month. Right. I mean, unless, unless it goes back to Okada, you know, yeah. that, that I could understand. It goes back to him, you know, but then again, if that were to be the case, I think we'd be able to uh, justly. So see them go on and, and face each other in a one-on-one rematch where Okada would win. Right. I don't think they'd give it back to him with Cole and page being in this match.
0: The the interesting thing about this match is that if there was no title at stake, that's mm-hmm. when you
1: struggle to pick a winner because then yeah, no title. This makes this this makes this prediction hell of a lot times, harder. Ten times harder. Hell of a lot harder. I would have a really difficult time. And for argument's sake, uh, before we wrap up this this Forbidden Door uh, predictions episode, if I had to pick a winner, no title on the line, out of those four men, I want to say Adam Cole. Oh. Wow.
0: Okay. See, I was either going Hangman or Okada. I, I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards uh, Hangman because I feel like oh, okay. he, I feel like he would have um, avenged his loss from, uh, what is it, All In, to Okada.
1: Oh, okay, that's right. Those two went at, uh, against each other at All In four years ago. Mm-hmm. The great, great memory. By the way, thought I had a good memory. Then the associate popped up and uh, <laughs> holding it down. He's still in his 20s, unlike me, folks. Well, he's hanging on to his 20s. Yeah, he's hanging on (laughs) for a few more months. Um, That's a great point. Great great thought process and great storytelling that would be over the years for those who had followed that feud. It's funny because Hangman, in my opinion, was the least likely I would have picked out of the four. If I had to pick an order Mm -hmm. of those four with the title not on the line, I would have went Adam Cole or Okada. Mm -hmm. Switchblade would have been three for me. And, of course, Hangman would have been the last person I would have even thought would have won that match. No knock to him. I just think the, the the talent is just unbelievable. I would
0: have have put Cole last. Okay. I
1: I could see why you would do that. I could see why you would do that.
0: I would put Cole third. I'm sorry. I'm putting third. Uh, just because, just because if it wasn't for a title, uh, Jay white could afford losing. Although Mm -hmm. I would, i although I don't think he would take the pin.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that adds a whole nother dynamic who would take the pin Mm -hmm. or the submission, we um, go on for days here um adam cole and <laughs> in, the, in the words he would say with the undisputed error i think he would shock the world and and win that match i think i think that um i don't know i think cole could definitely sneak one even if it's with the help uh of his of his friends i'm not trying to take the lyrics from a good tv show what was that from the wonder years get by with a little help from my friends or something like that my um, age show and <laughs> let's let me get the hell out of here uh maybe kyle o'reilly or bobby fish comes in and and, and helps him cheat somehow I don't know. But, uh, all right, so that's pretty much AEW, New Japan, Forbidden Door, preview predictions episode. The Associate with me here. I'm your host, Pat Dineen. We have a great show uh, going on here tonight. I don't know, some point this week I'll hop on here and make sure I get a nice review for you guys. Uh, The Associate's a a very busy man, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a hold of him. Usually I have to book him weeks in advance, so if I can't get him for the review, I'll at least hop on here. We'll see. It's to be determined. But uh, Associate, Kev, thanks for joining me for this episode.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me again.
1: Uh, Yeah, It's always a pleasure.
0: Always great to talk wrestling.
1: Absolutely, bro. It's, it's been great. So we'll have to do it again. sometime. again, everybody. Thank you once again for tuning into the turnbuckle topics podcast forbidden door. Enjoy it. Hopefully it becomes an annual thing. And, uh, let's just hope they don't add any more matches as much as we like pro (laughs) wrestling. I think like Kev said, Kev certainly doesn't want any more. He, he wants 10 overall. We have 12 overall with three on the pre-show. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, There are a few hours remaining, so maybe they will. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.